Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, if you think you and I were in the bed, who's Big Spoon, who's Little Spoon? Um, I don't know about any spoon yeah. happening. Uh, you stay on the side. Uh, okay. I stay on the side. It's split in the middle for a reason. Okay, I wish I was built like you too. Gosh, damn, you're strong. <laughs> I mean, legs and ass everywhere. You seem like a selfless guy in a lot of ways. Like the kind of guy that would go like, okay, make the commitment to me, and maybe I'd take uh, a few less dollars. I mean, I'm not trying to like say anything. <laughs> maybe not. Okay, don't take any as less long dollars. As it's done right. You know, they had the chance to do it right, right then, January of 2019, after three NFL seasons Seriously, by Dak Prescott. And, and really, the time to do it, if you're sure. Now, we've had a couple of cautionary tales this year. Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, guys that you give big contracts to after three years. Maybe it doesn't pan out. But if you're sure that it's your guy, the moment his third regular season ends, before the playoffs even begin, if you've made the playoffs, and if you haven't, why would you be signing a guy to a big contract three years in. That's when you swoop in with the offer. That's when you get it done because it's always going to be cheaper than, Chris, than whatever it's going to be down the road, especially with a non-first rounder who is a free agent after four years and can start doing the franchise tag dance. We're going to break that Dak Prescott contract down from every angle possible, Chris. But we talked about this yesterday. Yeah, His leverage allowed him to get it all and... By my assessment of the full contract he got, wait for it, it all. all. Yes, he did. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't be happier for a player. Just from, like, Dak Prescott's standpoint, you know, a guy who, yeah, people overlooked in the draft process, fourth-round pick, of course, the injury last year, the way he's handled himself, the way he's played. I mean, you really – there's nothing negative you can say about Dak Prescott. Nothing. on Like, in, in any agenda, any list, whatever – it really has been pretty damn good. This is the type of guy you reward, and I'm happy for him. I really am. It's always good to see the guys who do things the right way, take the tougher journey, you know, get rewarded that way, and damn, yeah, he's rich now. He's certainly rich, and, you know, we'll be able to hit the market in four years again. So that's, that's what's uh, special about this contract. By the way, the program is PFT Live. We're here on Peacock Live, NBCSN. Not quite live, but close enough. Sirius XM 211 live. Sky Sports, NFL, or whatever they call the channel in the offseason, and they relegate us to 10 o'clock local time. How dare they? Sorry, folks. There ain't, a, there ain't a damn thing we can do about it. Apparently, they're still bleeping our curse words. My sources tell me in the UK that all's fair after 10 o'clock local time. Not that it's okay for any of our other platforms, but it's apparently okay there. But they still will eliminate some of the things we say from time to time but that's okay that's fine we're not complaining they i wonder why i wonder why i wonder they why they're eliminating it. it you know it just I don't is know. it habit it just habit like the I, guy in the back room's like oh these two they're out of control here we go you know? yeah. maybe yeah. that's why we're at 10 o'clock they right. move us to 10 o'clock where our language can be acceptable and after hours eliminated. pft but uh 
but but still, folks, we appreciate our fans over there, and I've heard from them over and over again. Let me just tell you, I have no control over when the show's on Sky Sports. I appreciate you telling me about it and insisting that I do something about it. There's not a damn thing I can do. All we do is make the show and talk about football for two hours. We could talk for the full two hours about this Dak Prescott deal. Four years, $160 million. That's $40 million a year. And there's different ways that you can slice and dice a contract and evaluate it. But I've looked at this thing every possible way. This is, even though it's only four years, but the fact that it's only four years is one of the reasons why it's so good to pay out this kind of money with only four years and to eliminate or at least minimize the dummy years on the back end that allow the team to control the guy and have a year-to-year option. There's one year for the Cowboys where they have a team-held option. It's the last year of the deal. If it's just not working out, it's three years, $126 million, $42 million a year, and the Cowboys could rip it up after three years with minimal consequence. There's no guaranteed money that goes into that fourth year. So... This is a very real contract for Dak Prescott. $40 million average at signing, $40 million in new money. We'll talk about that distinction coming up. $66 million signing bonus, Chris. That's a record. $75 million paid out Boom. completely with no deferral this wow. year. That's a record. Whoa. And $95 million fully guaranteed at signing. Fully guaranteed. One of the key factors. How much fully guaranteed when you put your name on paper? $95 million on a four-year deal. That is amazing and also a record and only on a four-year deal. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's it's mind-blowing. It's one of those things when you see it, you just go, whoa, like those are big numbers. That's big money. You know, good for him. First thing I want to ask you, right? All right? Like, because, of course, this is a great deal for Dak Prescott. We know that. I give Jerry Jones and everybody a lot of credit, uh, certainly for getting this done when you, you know, you, you got your guy. But do you think I just this just comes into my mind? Does does Jerry look at this and go, well, I got my five year deal because I franchised him last year? You know, that's just the first thing that came to my head. Is that where he goes? Okay, fine, I'll give you your four because I kind of cheated you with five, and you know, you add the thirty one point nine million or whatever he made last year, and now it becomes an average of what thirty nine or something like that, right in that that ballpark. Do you think Jerry looks at it like that, or do they just wipe the slate clean and just go, here's a new four year deal? I doubt that last year yeah, he would have gotten 191.4 right. million over over five years right. with the 31.4 guaranteed. And then after one season, a season in which you suffer a badly broken ankle, you still have 126 million guaranteed total. 31 million of it is guaranteed for injury. 95 million fully guaranteed at signing. I think Jerry will tell himself anything yeah, right, right. <laughs> to feel better <laughs> right. about this, but they blew it by waiting. Yes. That's the bottom line. Yes. They blew it by waiting, and now they're going to be right back in the same spot in three years. After three years and $126 million, they're going to be embarking on the final year of a contract for Dak Prescott with no ability whatsoever as a practical matter or otherwise to ever apply the franchise tag to him again. This is part of what you get yeah. when you have the leverage, Chris, to get it all. Sure. Now, there was a report yesterday that the deal will have a no-tag clause and a no-trade clause. No-trade clause. Let's talk about the no-trade clause for a second. This is becoming more and more common in these franchise quarterback contracts. And for a true franchise quarterback, I think it's meaningless. Look at Carson Wentz and the Bears. Carson Wentz didn't want anything to do with the Bears, so the Bears aren't going to try to bring Carson Wentz to town. Exactly. If you have a franchise quarterback who doesn't want to play for you, you're not going to trade for him, right? regardless of what his contract says about a no-trade clause. No, agreed. The, the, the no-trade clause is not really necessary for like the top quarterbacks in football. You're right. There's, there, there, there's the old you know thing we've talked about. Yeah, okay, we're going to bring a quarterback in here that doesn't really want to be here, and he's going to you know, say all these negative things in the locker room and be grumpy and unhappy and all those type of things. Nobody wants that, so that, that makes no sense. And then you know, you get back to the, the four-year contract of what Dak Prescott made and all that. Hey, you know, I'm sure, yeah, he's going to get back to the market, but it's rare that we see like, you know, I, they, I think they look at it and go, well, we think he's going to be here for a long time. At some point, we're going to renegotiate before that fourth year is over, and we'll figure it out then. Uh, because you, you don't usually see... They like, better. I know. They better. better. You usually don't see talents like Dak Prescott leave town. And I understand people are going to go, oh, Carson Wentz or Jared Goff. Listen, he's not Carson Wentz or Jared Goff. 
There's, he's better. There's just no other way to say it. And, you know, hey, Carson Wentz at his best at his play there, okay, maybe it's close, but he doesn't have all the other issues Carson Wentz has. That's what I was, you know, saying a little bit earlier on. I mean, when you got your guy, you got to make a move and, and, and make sure you secure him. And they got a guy that is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. He's a top 10 quarterback. He's a top 10 leader. And he does all the things as far as top 10 face of the franchise type of guys, too, that you want your star and your name and everything to be associated with a guy like that. So from that standpoint, I understand them giving up this type of money. Listen, you know me. I'm always like, well, you know, does it always have to be the next guy up gets more money? Well, I know, you know. Mahomes is still the leader in the leader house there with $45 million per year, but it's not really that, as we've Dak, talked about Dak a lot. Dak Prescott's contract is, way better. is immensely better. I got it. I got because it. Because when this contract ends, right. Patrick Mahomes is still going to be committed for seven more years to the Chiefs, and who right. knows how different the world's going to be then from a cap standpoint and from a revenue standpoint. No, I, I know that too. And then, you know, that still goes back into the conversation. The moment four years from now when Patrick Mahomes says he wants a new contract, he'll get one. So that's not going to be an issue either but either way this is hey wait that's a good point great point great point here's the thing yeah the chiefs can be trusted by patrick mahomes when things get off definitely when he gets surpassed by others they'll tear up the contract and give him another one i think part of the problem here and this gets back to what we were talking about yesterday with the american oligarchy jerry jones was never going to tear up it you think he's going to tear up that deal you think if jerry jones had the patrick mahomes contract do you think if Dak Prescott had just taken the Patrick Mahomes contract? Remember, I said last year, if you if and people lost their minds, if you put the contract in front of Dak Prescott, removed Patrick Mahomes' name, and put in Dak Prescott's name, he would tell you to shove it. He's not signing that contract. People are like, who does he think he is? Well, he's not signing that contract, and one of the reasons why the Cowboys would not cut you any breaks down the road. They're not going to say, well, you know, the market really has outperformed what we thought it would and 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 the the salary cap's gone up and you really have a bad deal here. Well, sucks for you. Good for us, bad for you. That's America. That's capitalism. That's how they've made all their money is doing good deals. The Cowboys aren't ripping that thing up. The Chiefs who once upon a time were the crosstown rivals of the right, Cowboys right. when they were the Dallas Texans, they're going to rip that up at the appropriate time because they want to keep their guy happy. No doubt. I would think so. And the fact that they're going to be able to look at it and go, man, we were kind of in a tight spot when we wanted to give you, you know, your last contract with Tyree Kill and Chris Jones and all those things. And I think they'll do them a solid and, you know, try to do their best there. But obviously Patrick Mahomes didn't care. I mean, that's that's another thing that just jumps out to you about this contract when you compare it just apples to apples. He was willing to sacrifice a lot of money and things to make sure the team is really good around him, and we'll see. And like you've always said, I'm not trying to argue there's anything wrong. It's not your job to worry about the team. It's the owners and the and the GM and everything like that. I get it. Uh, but still, like Kristen, throw that last graphic up there. I mean, this blows. Out over the first four years. Yeah, that, it just blows. It blows everybody out of the water. I mean, it, this is a total game changer to where, I mean, every top quarterback in football is looking at this right now going, damn, I got ripped off, or damn, Jer- <laughs> Jerry's got a lot of cash. Either way, that's the other thing that popped into my mind. Like, just, just off topic a little here, I, I mean, did J- Jerry supposedly, you know, hit it rich, right, two weeks ago with the power outage? And- I he'd still have he'd still have the money. For I him. know. I just he, didn't he, know. Maybe for, it was a little whatever. extra cash that came in to where he goes, okay, okay, it didn't matter. All right, fine. Whatever, whatever extra money he made or didn't make, this is a deal they had to do because otherwise, as we discussed yesterday and previous times before that, Dak Prescott could have just said, I'm going forward under this franchise tag, yeah. 4768, and I'll become a free agent next year. So that put that graphic back up. Let's make sure people understand what this is. This is the payout under the first four years of the current contracts these quarterbacks have. So when Russell Wilson signed his latest deal, he had a year left on it. The first four years under that new deal, when you rip up the existing deal and put a new one in place, pays out 131. Dak Prescott, 29 million north of that. Aaron Rodgers, his most recent deal, four years under his most recent deal, 124.5 blown out of the water by Dak Prescott. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers may look at this and say, ho, hey, hey, ho, wait a minute here. Something's wrong with this picture. But you know what? Rodgers never played out his leverage to the hilt. Right. He would always take that that six-year contract, six-year extension. Remember, when he signed his, his second big deal with the Packers in 2013, I think it was, he committed all the way through 2019. 
So th th that's what Prescott avoided, having the team control the back end of the deal when it becomes a year-to-year -year proposition and there's nothing binding player to team. The Cowboys are bound to Prescott for the next three years. That fourth year is where the action's going to be. That's where the, the Cowboys and Prescott need to work out something new or he is walking away, or at least walking to the open market, and we'll let the market determine his value right. after four seasons, Chris, because of threat. And this shows you the lack of trust, the lack of, and, and it's not a bad way. It's it's what, trust but verify or whatever the term is. But the, the, the Prescott and his agents weren't willing to just blindly assume that the Cowboys are going to play ball here. So they got protection three different ways to avoid a franchise tag in twenty. 25 March of 2025 the first there will be a no tag clause it wasn't in the contract as of last night there will be one secondly there's two avoidable years on the back end of this deal and I don't want to get into the weeds on this this is about cap management and the Cowboys being able to shove cap dollars into future years down the line and right now spreading it out over more years those two years go away after the 2024 season. They go away. The way it's written, they go away. Those, yeah. those years are never going to happen. But here's the beauty of it. The DeMarcus Lawrence deal, it has voidable years that go away in advance of the deadline for applying the franchise tag. So the contract goes away. In theory, the Cowboys would have the ability to tag him after the years go away. Dak Prescott's voidable years go away after the deadline for applying right. the franchise tag. So he's not even eligible to be tagged when his years go away so he can't be tagged that way. And then the third thing is they required the Cowboys to apply the second tag. They required it. It's been called a procedural move. Baloney. Dak Prescott and his agents said, you're applying this tag because the next tag is a 44% raise over whatever my cap number was. He's never getting tagged again no. for his entire career. Cowboys or anyone else. I mean, he could, but it's a 44% bump. Yeah, right. So they got three different ways, three different ways to ensure he's getting to the market in 2025 if they don't extend the deal at some point before the end of the 2024 season. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, th this is one of those where, and again, I'm not, I don't know every detail here, but I, I know all the basics here from what we've seen last night and what you've written in, uh, on Pro Football Talk and everything. I mean, yeah, I, I mean the fourth year. I, I would doubt we even get to the the fourth year. I'm I'm right. expecting to hear renegotiation right around there, right. like you kind of earlier said. You know, it's rarely you see, and they it looks like they believe totally in Dak Prescott that they got their guy. It's rarely you see a franchise guy in his prime walk away from his team. You know, and then I think they're also thinking, hey, we've done a good job of you know setting up some talent around you and doing those things where, you know, franchise quarterbacks, especially once you get $95 million in your you know pocket in the first year, you start to, okay, I'm good. I'm set up for life. 75, those things, 75 sorry, good. 95, Still you know, good. over two. What is it? When does he right. get 95? 95 over two. 95 over two. Damn, it's a lot of money. But yes, you know, once you get to that point, that's when, yo, it's year four. Hey, Dak, we want to sign this guy on defense. We want to do this. And as a player and as a quarterback, you're so established at one place and you've got an environment and things around you that you're used to, you like, you don't want to go to a new place and start a new challenge and have to deal with all of that to where it's, it's very rare and unlikely that he wouldn't be there. And I would think it's going to be something redone, you know, in that fourth year, give them some After more money years. up front. Right? right. And then they'll figure out a way to lessen a number or whatever to play with that. But uh, I don't look at it as a big deal or, or as a threat as Dak Prescott's uh, going to be out no, of there in no. four years or anything like right. that. Right. But, but Chris, yeah. maximum leverage is no, what he's going to have right. the next time around because there's no franchise tag to be had after these four years. That's his leverage. That's his hammer. When they get into 2024, the fourth year of this deal, he just has to, you know, what do you want? Yeah. I want it all. And, and, and look, we're going to have the pearl clutchers out there who – who, oh, you're never going to win a Super Bowl. Well, okay, uh, maybe I will, maybe I won't. But, I, yeah. you know. But my grandkids of, are set up for life. Well, grandkids and their grandkids are going to be set yeah. up for life the way this thing's going if he gets another deal like this. And think about where the world's going to be three years from now, where the, where the TV money's going to be three years from now, yeah. where gambling will be three years from now. You know, th this idea of 
And again, Patrick Mahomes has a lot of faith in the Kansas City Chiefs. And and that faith will be returned, and that faith is worthwhile as long as he plays like we've seen him play. But whether it's Dak, whether it's Patrick Mahomes, whether it's Tom Brady, whether it's anyone else, the moment you no longer have value to the team, you're gone. Yeah, you're done. Right. So, you know, th- this this balance, this philosophical thing, what we talked about yesterday, how much is enough? Yeah. Everything is enough. Everything is enough. You get everything you can because none of this other stuff can be controlled. You can't control whether or not you're going to win the Super Bowl. You can go out and play your best. You got 21 other guys on the field. And, hey, the Cowboys have done a good job drafting, as evidenced by the fact that they got Dak Prescott in round four. Sure. Go out and draft some guys. You've got devices that make it easier for you to go out and get players who are cheap, who you can put around me. So you go do your job. I'll do my job. And off we go. And that, that is so contrary to the Tom Brady approach. And I've seen people comparing Dak Prescott to Tom Brady and Tom Brady's only making 25 million this year and Tom Brady's working on Super Bowl number eight. Well, good for him. Good for him. He made his choices. And we, we've talked about the psychology of right. life with Belichick. And one of the reasons why he was taken less, he was afraid that Belichick was going to say, I'm paying this guy too much money. I'm getting rid of him. Yeah. But as long as you're earning that money, you're going to stay. The moment they think you're not, no matter who you are, the moment they think they can do better than you, you're gone. So get what you can while you can, while you have your skills and while you have a team that's willing to give it to you. Because the moment that window closes, they are they, they will have thrown you out of it right before it closes. No, there's no doubt. I mean, it's 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 brutal. I've learned it firsthand. I saw my dad go through it. I mean, it's 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 a it's a cutthroat business. It's the most cutthroat. Well, business. you went through it. I know. You went through it. You did the Buccaneers a favor. Did I, they do you a favor after you lost your spleen? No, you know. Well, you know they gave me a they gave me a, a two year contract and gave me a little money. They did. I will say that the Glazier family stepped up and gave me a little something after the fact to where that year after. I couldn't play. Now, they didn't know I wasn't going to be able to play at that point. I think they thought, oh, everything will be hunky-dory and all that. But they did try to do They thought they were buying low. They thought they they were buying low. They thought they were buying low, and they were giving me, you know, a little compassion for the fact that I almost died, I think. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. But but either way, no, once they realized I wasn't normal and everything like that, Gruden wanted to sell my butt down the river. He didn't give a damn anymore after that. How long long did it take them to figure out that you're not normal? Uh, It took me about three weeks. Well, mentally normal, they were already in on that. (laughs) Physically normal, it was uh, not long after the spleen where, where it just got worse and worse, really. But you're right, it's cutthroat. And this is where, you know, it is interesting. You sign this kind of contract, this kind of money, hey, Dak Prescott's going to have a lot of pressure on him. There's no doubt about it. Like, if they don't play well, it's going to be exactly what you said. It's going to be a lot of that, well, I mean, you're taking all the money. How can we have a defense? How can we do that? And all those types of things. But where this one's a little different, and I look at Dak and go, yeah, he's going to have the pressure. But, man, the one thing he's got is support around him and talent around him. And, you know, I would be shocked, again, with this wide receiving core they got, the O-line, yeah, it's aging, but it's still good, that I would be shocked that he's not one of the statistically one of the five best quarterbacks in football. Once again, they're going to ride him. It's about the passing game. And that added to the leverage, too, to what you talked about yesterday. You know, the days of Zeke and Zach Martin and, and you know, uh, and, and uh, the Tyron Smith dominating the line of scrimmage and we're going to run for five yards no matter what defense. It's over. It's over. Zeke is not a top five running back. The O-line is not a top five O-line anymore. So you mentioned all, like, the money leverage that Dak Prescott had. The team right now, the only strength of the team you can look at, really, is to go the pass game. And it ain't that strong without number Dak Prescott, uh, <laughs> number four. I almost blanked out on his damn number here. But it ain't that strong without him, as we saw last year. And, you know, like we've talked about a lot, Jerry's getting up there in years, and he, you, you don't want to start back at square one trying to find a, a quarterback when you got one. So I'm really happy for Dak Prescott. You know, I know I've pushed back a little bit about, like, what what's he asking for? Is it realistic and all those things? Listen, I'm just talking, you know, because I, I I had a few people challenge me like that last night. No, it's not. I'm I'm cool with Dak Prescott. He's he's the man. He's the cover of my Twitter page. I really like the guy. I'm a big fan. 
So I'm happy to see him get that money. Only because you're in it. I mean, it's not like it's not okay. Like I, I took Dak other Prescott pictures with other guys. I took I got other pictures of quarterbacks. Okay, so the hell with you. Is okay? it the side eye? Is the side eye the cover of your Twitter page? It is. It's the bed. I on only bed. I only mess with Dak hey. Prescott on the bed and things like that. That's all we do. <laughs> That's all we do. Uh, okay, 371 <laughs> passing yards per game is what he was averaging last year before his injury. Now his injury was in week five, yeah. but. He was on pace for 5,936 passing yards if he had continued that. And it helps to have the receivers and the running back in Ezekiel Elliott. And you have to look on the surface. Oh, who else can they afford to pay now? Well, the one thing to keep in mind, because they did this deal with the $66 million signing bonus, the voidable years, you can spread that 66 out five years, reduces his signing bonus cap charge this year to $11 million, throw on the $9 million in salary. That's $22 million. Yeah. Uh, 21 million, 21 million. No, 20, it so said 20, that's, that's I thought it was 16, 22, too, but maybe I'm 22 wrong. 22, too. You're right. It is 22, yeah. too. That is, that is uh, 15 million less than what his cap number was going to be. So yeah. that, that's, that's why, and I made the argument a few weeks ago, you got to get this deal done before the start of the new league year because you got to reduce that cap number. Right. Now it's easier for you to do business. And actually, they, they think they're going to have more cap issues next year. That's the Cowboys' fear next year maybe in part because they're pushing all these other dollars into future years but they have the ability next year to take the 20 million he's going to make reduce it as far as they can turn it into a signing bonus and spread it out that's why there's two avoidable years gotcha. on there so they have more room more years that they can push money into and that that piper has to be paid yeah. at some point but the thinking is by the time those dollars hit the cap the cap is going to be through the roof because of not just tv but all the money that the NFL owners are going to make and the teams are going to make and the players are going to make via the salary cap from gambling. Yeah. That's the big bet here, right. no pun intended. And that's why it's so important for Dak to get back to the market or at least back in position where he's renegotiating, Chris, because the world will be very different in three years. Three years ago, as of right now, sports wagering was not legal. It was legal only in Nevada. And I don't know, do they do it in Atlantic City? But it was primarily yeah, in Nevada. Right, right. And then after... May 12, I think it was, 2018. That's when the floodgates opened. That was less than three years ago. So three years from now, who knows where we're going to be. And and I, I think it's always better to do a shorter deal. You rarely see a quarterback get a four-year deal at signing four years. Russell Wilson does four-year extensions with one year left, five-year deal. Four-year deal from signing, practical matter, renegotiation after three Another big payday coming for Dak. Yeah. And uh, amazing. Of all the teams out there to be stared down and backed into a corner, it was the Cowboys. And I, 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 I'm told that there is a certain level of amazement within the Cowboys organization that Prescott and his representatives Got held this. firm right. the way they did. They've never encountered someone who's held that firm, rolled the dice, and had the dice land when seven is good. Yeah. Seven isn't always good. Right. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's good. This is a good seven for Dak Prescott. Yeah, it is. And uh, I mean, it just again, you can't you can't be happy enough for the guy. And Mike, like the 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 salary cap hit thing, that was the thing that jumped out to me maybe more than anything. Cause I expected, you know, once I looked at the details and what was what was gonna be the cap hit this year, I just was going, Man, wait, how are they gonna do this? and pay him all this money, and what's his cap hit going to be? And now how are they going to fix their football team? Because as we've talked about, I mean, there, there's issues. Yeah, there's, there's still some high-end talent at certain positions, but you know, there's, there's a lot of needs on the football team, you know, through and through. We talked about it a little yesterday. You know, they could use another corner, you know, two safeties, yeah. You know, difference makers on the D-line. You know, I don't know if there's anybody really special on the D-line. Dexter, I mean, you know, Lawrence, Lawrence is, DeMarcus Lawrence is real good. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I think he's special. So, you know, the fact that they were creative and the Jones family and just finding out a way, like you said, to spread out the cap hit and do those type of things. Yeah, the Pied Piper's going to call a few years from now. But either way, this is the year where they got to really do some work and kind of rebuild their football team. And you see this notable free agents here. I mean, not all these guys are must-haves, but I would think there's a few on here that they'd want to keep. Some are homegrown talent. And let alone, they just need to get out in free agency and 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 get some improvement players there, too. So it's a big offseason for the Dallas Cowboy organization. 
I'm calling it now. Old what? takes exposed. You can mark me down. Amari Cooper, this is going to be his last year with Dallas. I wouldn't I'm be shocked. Contract twenty million a year. Well, last, with all these receivers well, that's a, flooding into the draft right? every year, all these great receivers, twenty million a year for a receiver when you're paying that much to Dak. Amari Cooper is going to be one of the eventual victims of this contract. Not this year, but I think next year. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that that's the good thing about the C.D. Lamb draft pick. That kind of gives them the flexibility to move on from that, you know, and buy themselves some time there to before they got to pay any of these other receivers. But they're they are literally at the point where they have like too many receivers. I they are so talented at the position. That it it's it's you put it up there with anybody when they got the right quarterback. I mean that's how good they are. It's explosive. They got it all. You know when you talk about C.D. Lamb, you know and and uh, and Amari Cooper added with you know Gallup, right? I mean that that's that's a damn good three. I, I could sit here and argue Michael Gallup's a low end number one in the NFL. So when you look at that, that's I think again part of the leverage too for Dak Prescott in this to go wait. We got these receivers. We better get a guy who can capitalize on these guys running all over the field and doing that type of stuff. And I think that added to the leverage of, you know, all the other things that you threw in there with it. What's the next move for the Cowboys now that they have their biggest order of business that they've been trying to close for a couple of years done? What do they do next this offseason? I, I mean, to me, Mike, it, it kind of goes back to what we were just saying a second ago, the defensive side of the ball, you know, getting some some different men on the front line there. That's where it's got to change. You, do you try to re-sign your guys, or do you say, you know what, there's going to be a bloodletting out there. We're going to go bargain shopping. We, 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 we did anything but bargain shop right. with Dak. Right? They, they, went, they went to the most expensive section of the store to get Dak, so now with whatever they have left, they got to go down to the bargain basement. Yeah, well, okay. Now, like I look at the guys that they, they got that are free agents, like Tyrone Crawford, who's been a hell of a player there for a long time, can do D-tackle, D-N. But he's, he's getting up there in age. He's got injury. He's had little injury issues here. Like, I, I don't look at it as that a, a must-have. Antoine Woods, he's going to fit the Dan Quinn system and shoot the one gap and do those type of things. But again, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh my gosh, if they don't have Antoine Woods, their team's going to fall apart. So I really expect them to go out and find some of the guys that, like you just mentioned, you know, guys that uh, that the money is just too much for a certain team this year. Yeah, they're still a good player, but the team is in a tough spot because of the salary cap in 2021 here, and they got to make a cut, and now they can find a, find some of these guys for somewhat value-type signings. I think that's what we're going to see from Dallas here, and I think it starts with the front, the defensive line, and then you start to get into the safety position because if you're going to run the Dan Quinn Seattle defense, you got to have pretty damn good safeties. We've talked about that with all those defensive schemes throughout the NFL. When you give look me the, the one name on that list, give me the one name on that list that you would that you that, that, that they must keep. Who's the one guy they must keep? Well, I, you know, I, I, the 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 guy that has the most talent there to me is like the Chidobe Awuze. He's got, he's a guy that can be a corner safety. He can do a lot of different things in the back end to where you know, he could play corner for a few more years, and then he's the type of guy, because the way he tackles and he's physical, that he could be a safety too. So I almost look at him as going, hey, he's in the prime of his career. You drafted him, I believe, what was it, the second round, you know, four years ago. There's a lot of positives, and the secondary's not that talented. So he would be the one guy I would look at right there to where I'd have a mark on him and hope you hope hope we could keep him. And, and, and as I said, there may be some other guys out there who, who want to come play with Dak? I mean, is Dak the kind of magnet that Tom Brady is? I don't know. Maybe now that he got this contract, he is. Maybe there's going to be an extra level of of credibility, an extra level of sizzle. It's still the Cowboys. They're on national TV as much as any team, even when they're not relevant, even when they're not good. I think maybe the Jones father and son operation will be looking to find ways to get some guys at a cheaper amount yeah, and uh, get you. some of that $20 711 wine to go along with the giant bottle of Dom Perignon that they had to buy last night in Dak Prescott. The deal still wasn't done. It still wasn't officially done last night and it's still not done today. Um, just minor details still getting figured out. Highly here. unlikely yeah. it would fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. Highly unlikely it would fall apart. Um, but, but it's a hell of a deal for Dak Prescott. 
The Cowboys only have themselves to blame for waiting as long as they did to do it. But at the same time, it gave them another season and change to see that Dak's the real deal. Because the other side of that coin is you move too quickly, and then you eventually are saying, if not sooner than that, what the hell did we do? And that's what the Eagles were thinking with Carson Wentz and what the Rams were thinking with Jared Goff. So you know your guy better than anyone. That's right. you got to make that decision. You have to make the informed decision. Are you going to make that investment? And, you know, next up, I was talking to some people about this last night, Lamar Jackson. What's going to happen with Lamar Jackson after right. this Dak Prescott deal? Considering that Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. And, and folks, uh, look, I've said this time and again. People are like, oh, you're just trying to help your agents. Well, they ain't paying me, right? No. I Listen, I, I, yeah. The, agents the, are, the, are a you good agent, agent. Gets, A good agent is there to tell you don't take that deal. Right. Here's why you shouldn't take that deal. Right. A good agent is there to say, here's how you protect yourself against getting screwed. Exactly. A no, tra- a no tag clause, not enough. Let's put some other stuff in there to keep them from franchise tagging you now or at any point in the future. That's where a good agent comes into play. They have the relationships. They have the understanding of the contracts. You're, the challenge is to find a good one. I'll concede there are some bad ones yes, out there. there. I've dealt right. with them. Right. But – but Lamar Jackson, and this is the challenge for the Ravens. What do we do here? How how far do we push this? You know, how much is it going to look like Patrick Mahomes or Dak Prescott? That's the range. How close to one end or the other will Lamar Jackson be? But the reality is, Chris, we'll go back to that point. The moment that Lamar Jackson is no longer Lamar Jackson, he's no longer the starting quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. Period. It's done. It's well, over. Yeah. So you got to get what you can while you can. Right. Well, you know, and again, well, like when you say that, when he's no more longer, like you mean like he can't run around and do some of when that he's stuff? Not, when, he's not, yeah. like, when he's not great. I get they're you. They're not going to pay him a high amount of money when he's not great. Yeah. Uh, they would come to him and say, you're taking a pay cut. We're going to trade you. We're going to cut you. Whatever. That's the way it works. Yeah, no. They always are looking. They you're always right. are assessing. They always are deciding, are you the best option? There are no sacred cows in the NFL. So you get what you can. Wow, you can. That's the challenge. And Lamar Jackson's up next. Russell Wilson's going to be back in line at some point. Aaron Rodgers may be, the the way Dak Prescott gave you the side eye, he may be giving even more of a side eye to Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst now wanting his contract to be adjusted so they're bound to him for multiple years. You know, just like Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl kind of screwed things up for some quarterbacks, this Dak Prescott contract may screw some things up for some other quarterbacks too, Chris. Yeah, no, I, I could see that, certainly. And, well, I mean, we heard, like, uh, the, the, that's out there, right, that Green Bay has gone to Rodgers about restructuring already back in January, I believe that was that was part of the talk. So I'm sure they'll find a way to, again, maybe more guaranteed money, signing bonus, something like that to, to throw his way. Uh, it, if they're trying to find ways to create more room with the cap or anything like that, the bottom line is the Jones family, they knew they got their guy. This is not Carson Wentz or Dak or, or Jared Goff. He's not that, you know, he's, he's extremely talented. He's been extremely consistent and he does everything else right as far as the intangibles. So he's got tangibles and intangibles and yeah. Okay. He's not, you know, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. He's right next there, though. It's not that far off. It's it's you know that, people again. We don't we didn't give Dak Prescott the credit he deserved for when he was playing well because yeah, it's not as sexy as Russell Wilson and Watson and Josh Allen and the sidearm and the flair. But there's so many su- subtle plays where he's got people around him and they're grabbing at him. He throws a great throw. The pocket's collapsing and he's got to move just a little bit and make a throw from an awkward position with people around him as he's going to get hit. He can do that. He can run and scramble. He's a legit run threat down in the goal line. So, yeah, maybe not top five, but he's right on the edge looking in. And if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you don't let a guy like that you know, get out of town and get out of your grasp. All right, we're going to get out of town, but just for a few minutes. The franchise tag deadline is today, unless it isn't. We'll make sense of whether or not it will happen, and if so, who's going to be tagged when PFT Live continues right after this. Around any corner, within every battle, And with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. 
But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. All right, franchise tag deadline today at 4 p.m. Eastern, unless they move it. There was talk yesterday of the NFL and the NFLPA moving it because the salary cap isn't set yet, and it's hard to know for the base franchise tags what the value will be without knowing the salary cap. Actually, it's impossible to know because it's driven by a percentage of the cap. Two tags reportedly applied, Justin Simmons, Broncos safety, and no Washington brainer. guard, Brad and Sure, No Both brainer. Both of those, you don't need You don't need to know the tag, uh, the cap because it's a 20% bump over last year because they both got tagged last year. Jets safety Marcus May reportedly will be tagged. He will have the base level once we know the cap. That's when you do the calculation. Taylor Moten, the right tackle of the Panthers, same deal there. You know, I, I expected there to be fewer this year. Now Dak getting a deal done is one fewer on top of that. But uh, yeah, look, this is a year that's, that's strange. It's screwy and the salary cap is going to affect everything. And that franchise tag amount typically is a large number. We're still keeping an eye on Allen Robinson of the right. Bears, Kenny right. Galladay of the Lions. Those right. are other guys who could be tagged. Shaq Barrett could be tagged again in Tampa yeah. if they can't work out a long-term deal. Right. So, look, it's a deadline-driven thing. I yeah. still don't understand, Chris, why they do two weeks. All that matters is one day, the last day, when the window closes. Yeah, no, you're right. That's all that does matter. Like, I mean, Kenny Galladay, I, I, I can't imagine them letting hit, hit, you know, hit the free agent market. There's no way. I don't think Shaq Barrett will hit it either. I'd be surprised if they don't get franchised here at some point soon. I mean, the other ones that you showed on that list there. I mean, Brandon Scherf, even with the 20% bump, it's still like he's not being paid like the highest guard in football. It's a no-brainer. He's one of the best guards in the game. Washington's got a lot of money. I would think they get that done. Justin Simmons, you know, you've heard me say over the last few weeks, He's definitely one of the three or four best safeties in football. And for the Vic Fangio scheme, it's very important what that position he plays there. Like, there's no way they're going to let him hit free agency. I would expect they get a long-term deal done there. Taylor Moton, or Moton, right? The right tackle for the Carolina Panthers. He's a road grader. He's the best O-lineman they got on their team. They got O-line issues. And, you know, they're trying to build something and bring in – Maybe a Deshaun Watson or draft a quarterback or do with that. I can't imagine them letting him out of town. And as you're seeing, I mean, it's reported he's going to be franchised. The one I do find interesting is Marcus May of the Jets, you know, because his career has been a little bit all over the place. The last two years have been better. Last year was clearly his best year of playing football. And I was wondering what they would do there. I look at the Jets, though, and I think logically they probably looked like we don't have one blue chipper in our secondary, so we can't let that guy go. He's the only like standout football player they got. Plus, they got a boatload of money, so you don't let him out the door when you just kind of connect those dots and it makes sense. Yeah, and uh, look, it's a device that is there to help the teams keep guys off the market. And that's what the Cowboys did last year with Dak, and that's one of the reasons why they got backed into a corner this year because over the years there have been advances made by the union to make it harder to do multiple tags. And for most players, it's virtually impossible to do a third tag. So for guys like Justin Simmons and Brandon Scherf, they're going to have all the leverage going forward because next year, highly unlikely that either of those guys will be tagged again, and we could see another Kirk Cousins Tremaine Johnson, he gets forgotten in all this. He did two years under the tag with the Rams, hit the open market. So it delays your entry to the open market. It doesn't eliminate it entirely. And for a position like quarterback, Chris, that's the one where you're taking on less physical risk. The irony is Dak Prescott broke his ankle this year. Yeah. But for some of these other positions, you don't want to carry the injury risk 
for two more years. You no. want to get that long-term deal. Back to what Dan Campbell said last week, franchise tag. Oh, I'd like to get the franchise tag. That's a nice chunk of money. Yeah, it's not nearly as nice as the chunk of money you get when you hit the open market. Yeah, that that's right. You know, you, you and especially like you said it, non-quarterbacks. I mean, if if Justin Simmons broke his ankle the way Dak Prescott did, that would be a game changer. A team would be concerned. What do you mean? His job is backpedaling and jamming that foot into the ground and exploding and running four forward in one direction and you know coming downhill and breaking down and making tackles against running backs on the open field. So. That's where it's a lot riskier for for the every down you know football player that's not a quarterback in the NFL. I'm in, I'm going to be interested to see where this franchise tag thing goes. First off, I mean, are do you feel like we're it's going to be the end of today? I mean, where what's your thought there? I mean, when, when is the NFL going to let everybody know here? Well, it's whatever the NFL and the NFLPA agree to it. Yeah. And the salary cap every year is a negotiation. People think that the union and the league get together once every 10 years or so, and they have one negotiation, they do a CBA, and then there's nothing else to talk about. Every year, the salary cap is the product of a detailed negotiation between the league and the union. And the other, they can, they can negotiate on anything they want anytime. They can change any aspect of their broader deal anytime they want, and they can agree among themselves to bump back by a day, a week, whatever. It just needs to get done before that two-day window opens next Monday at noon, I believe, on communicating with the agents of the guys who are to become free agents. It needs to be it needs to be applied by then. So they could push it all the way to Sunday if yeah, they wanted to. Right. And uh, and maybe they will. But they got they they have to at some point figure out what the cap is gonna be. I've heard one eighty two to one eighty three million. And again, some teams want it to be lower. Some teams want it to be higher. For the union, it, it's always make it as high as it can be. Although, you could have some younger players in the union saying, I don't care how low it is this year. My salary's locked in for the next two or three seasons. I'd rather save some of that money into future years yeah. when I become a free agent. Well, that's right the problem. Yeah, you're now, right. Um, there's two sides, and within the two sides, there's levels and layers of conflicting interests on whether to have the cap low or whether to have the cap high. Well, the, the young players have n n not enough say. I mean, that's what we, we've seen here. I mean, that, that's an issue. It's like what Bruce Arians brought up a few weeks ago, too. Like, oh, yeah, the vets don't want offseason workouts, so, so the young guys can never develop or do anything. You know, too many of the things right now being decided by the NFLPA are favoring the veteran football players and not keeping into – you know, keeping in mind, you know, what's best for young guys as they come up the pipes and do those type of things. So uh, it's, it's a real aspect, no doubt about it. I'm interested. I really am because, you know, yeah, there's money problems this year. But gosh, there are some players like you mentioned a few where I just go, they can't let this guy out of town. Th that will be a huge loss for their football team, even with, you know, the reduced salary cap and things like that. And I'm, I'm truly intrigued by Galladay, Robinson. Leonard Williams of the New York Giants, John Johnson, the safety for the Los Angeles Rams, and Aaron Jones. You know, we talked about that too. What is Green Bay going to do with Aaron Jones? They don't really have a home run hitter on their offense. Devontae Adams is not that kind of guy. He's 10 yards, 12 yards. He's that kind of guy. He's not 70 yards. Aaron Jones is the only guy that can do that type of stuff on their offense for, for me, other than Valdez Scantling going deep from time to time. So, uh, I, I would. That's another one. You're in the Super Bowl window. You're gonna really let Aaron Jones walk away and take another weapon from Rodgers and all that. So there's a few I got my eye on here. There was movement last year of the franchise tag deadline for reasons unrelated to determining the cap. It was more along the lines of what was going to happen with the negotiation as related to the CBA that was being discussed between the league and the union last year. So it just shows that they can basically do whatever they want to do. They can bump this deadline around. There just is a point where it becomes impractical. And I'd say anything beyond Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern, it becomes unpractical because as of Monday at noon Eastern, that's when... As a practical matter, the yeah. market opens. That's when teams and agents can start talking officially about contracts, and they can not officially reach deals, but unofficially reach deals. Obviously, you need to know which guys are off limits or which guys would be subject to the potential compensation of two first-round picks if you do work out a deal. Can they push that date back, though? That, that's, that's a, like... Well, you can push that back. You can push the start of the league year back. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You can... You can yeah, I mean, they, that, that's a, they can push free agency back. They, and I've 
I've had some agents argue they should push free agency back for reasons more related to the pandemic, although I, I, it just seems like we're making progress there, and that's good. I don't want to jinx it by talking about it too much, but they can make it whenever they want. Right. They had free agency after the draft in 2011 because of the lockout. They can do free agency whenever they want, yeah. and they can work backward. They can say free agency starts this day, and we're going to work backwards. So uh, I, I don't see any reason to delay free agency starting on March 17. Look, at some point, you've got to set the salary cap. At some point, you've got to reach yeah. the agreement. And, uh, you know, that's got to happen. If and, and, and so you need a hard deadline. You need a real deadline. I think from the union's perspective, from the player's perspective, we want the market to open. Let's go. March seven, uh, March 17 is when it opens. So we got we got to work backward and get all these other deadlines in place. What are the rules right now for t like players, free agents, college guys like going in, in the, the well, facilities like they're not letting the college guys do that yet. Right? No team visits. Right. No team visits with players. That's not happening. Yeah. It's all virtual. Yeah. Players can go. If they pass an on-site PCR test, like J.J. Watt, he went to Arizona last yeah, week. right. And they can do a physical and they can visit, but they got to pass the PCR test. Th there's been no indication yet as to whether or not that's going to change for free agency. Remember last year, no visits, no physicals. It screwed some guys up like Cam Newton. And, and it just made a weird kind of a thing where you're doing all these deals sight unseen. Uh, this year, the, the, you, you can... For now, they haven't changed it yet, but for now you can make the visit, take the physical in the new city as long as you pass that PCR test on the way in the door, Chris. Yeah, okay. All right, so that's good. I mean, that is an important piece of, you know, piece of the process, getting to know guys a little, getting to poke and prod them as we've talked about, especially when but you're – But so many of these deals every year get I know. done before they ever show up you're like right. the Brock Osweiler disaster. Yeah, yep. I, I know. You're right. I, I, I don't understand that at all, but – uh, man, it makes it hard on these football teams to not see some of these college guys coming out in the draft in person, get around them, the free agents. You want to know the guy before you make a big investment, and teams are a little handicapped as far as that's concerned right now. All right, quick break. A bad investment made last year by the Titans is now dumped from the team and will be on another one as of March 17 at 4 Eastern. We'll discuss that next here on the news. Isaiah Wilson, first-round pick last year of the Tennessee Titans. Three snaps in all, multiple stays on the COVID-19 reserve list and other off-field issues. They dumped him to the Dolphins, apparently a trade of seventh-round picks. That's wow. basically giving the guy away. They, they acknowledged it just didn't work, and now the Dolphins are going to take a shot at seeing whether or not they can turn this guy around. Chris. Right, yeah. I mean, it, it's a no-lose no situation for the Dolphins. I mean, definitely. I mean, you get a guy there. There's an te old teammate of on, on the roster from Georgia with him. You know, they got some young guys. Austin Jackson, who we just saw on that list, who was the tackle drafted before uh, Isaiah Wilson, he was a little underwhelming last year to go along with that, so this gives them the protection and flexibility. But, man, that's a big loss to Tennessee. It was a stretch drafting him late in the first round, I thought, to begin with, and now you get nothing out of it. That stinks for them. Full hour of PFT Live still to come. We'll be back with that right after this. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.